Welcome in to the Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Brought to you by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. CareSource, with health insurance from CareSource, you're covered in kindness. Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating, make your parking lot look great again. Go to vandaliablacktop.com to see how. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers. Helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Now, here's Larry Hanskin and Bucky Bachhorn. Well, we're back here at the UD Arena, which is uh, quickly emptying out after uh, those who were part of the 300 Flyer faithful allowed to attend this game are leaving quickly, but nevertheless happily. As the Dayton Flyers uh, defeat Rhode Island 67-56 to behind our player of the game, Ibby Watson's game-high 22 points. Uh, but it was, here again, you know, it, 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 it's very cliche to say this, another one of those total team efforts because, you know, Jalen Crutcher, you know, he he controlled this game in the second half. He, yeah, he got his. He, 15 points, uh, five assists. He got his, but it was just his command of the game that was so impressive. Um, the the inside combinations of uh, Jordi Chimanga, Mustafa Amsil, and and, and Zimi Mukherjee they just they gave Dayton production there, and then Elijah Weaver, you know he didn't shoot the ball well, but he had six assists and seven rebounds. Wow. Dayton Dayton wow. now rebounding uh, rather they they tied Rhode Island, uh, 35 rebounds each, but the Flyers uh, only gave up they gave up 12 offensive rebounds, but uh, the second chance points. Three. See, and that that's just and, and they played really well. They didn't play forty minutes, but but Larry, if we go back, they were down nine, and I don't know at what, what point in the first half that, that that was the case. But but after that, I want to say, man, the last probably thirty minutes, twenty eight minutes of basketball, it, it was pretty dang good for for the Flyers defensively, offensively. I mean, they they really they didn't put it together a complete game, but but man, that was a a very Impressive performance, probably those last 28 minutes. Yeah, seven and a half minute of mark of the first half. They're down uh, 25 to 16, okay. and uh, they ended up being down three at the half. Came out, went on a 13 nothing run, and and Rhode Island didn't didn't score until the 13 minute mark yeah. of the second half, and that was a pair of free throws. It was a while before they even got a field goal. And Fats Russell non-factor today. Right. Yep. Uh, as you know, there, maybe there's an injury issue. We don't know. But uh, he only had four points, was one of six from the field, uh, one of four from three. He had one three-pointer. He had one of two free throws. So uh, that's not a fast Russell type of game. No, no. And, and, and I don't know. What, yeah, he was dealing with some type of ailment. Not sure if it's a, it was a strain, like you said, or, or cramping. But, but no, he, he wasn't effective today. Shepard got off to a great start. Actually concerned me. He looked hot, and he's been playing hot. He came into the, the, the game today, the last two, averaging about 20 a game. Um, and he started cooking early on, but Dayton adjusted to that. Uh, made it tough on him, and then the, the way that they rebounded the basketball. But, you know, you got to give Dayton credit, man. Way to respond. They didn't have a letdown game. This, this could have been a trap game coming off of that big emotional St. Louis win. Uh, but they came in here, started off a little slow, but then they righted the ship quickly and, and really dominated this game, to be honest. And, and, and primarily at the defensive end. Absolutely. I mean, they ran great yeah. offense. They, they yeah. did, but I, I just thought defensively, 
uh, and they held Rhode Island 8 of 26, uh, 21 to 56 uh, from the field, uh, 38%. And in the second half, only 8 of 26, 31%, 5 of 22 from 3, uh, 9 of 14 at the free throw line. They were even with them on rebounds. Uh, looking at the individuals for Rhode Island, they were led by Jeremy Shepard with 14. Uh, Markel Mitchell had 12. And then it drops down to uh, Malik Martin off the bench with eight. He had a pair of threes late. Uh, Jermaine Harris had five. Uh, four for Ish, and also with five uh, was Jalen Carey. Uh, four for Ishmael Leggett. Four for Fats Russell. He came into the ball game averaging 15 a game. He's held to four. Uh, t- two points each then for uh, Alan Betrand and also uh, DJ Johnson off the bench with two. And we mentioned the shooting percentage is not good. Uh, 21 to 56, 38 percent, 5 of 22 from 3, 9 of 14 at the line. Dayton was led by our player of the game, Ibby Watson, with 22 points. He was uh, 9 of 14 overall and 4 of 8 from 3, also had 7 rebounds and 2 assists. Jalen Crutcher, 2 points at the half. He finishes with 15 to go along with 5 assists. Double figures for Mustafa Amzio, 11 points and 7 rebounds. A Dayton high, 11 points for Jordy Shimaga and 8 rebounds to go along with that. Uh, Zimian Mokeji had three points. Elijah Weaver again with five, seven rebounds and six assists. Dayton for the game, 27 to 57, 47 percent, seven to 22 from three, 32 percent, six of eight at the line. Eat rebounding was even at 35. And the defensive play of the game, brought to you by Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating. Be first in line to defend your home driveway or business parking lot from winter damage with Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating. It was in the second half that. Uh, Jordy Shimanga, a slid on a drive by Betran, you know, yeah. slid over to stop a guard. Forced a turnover. And then it forced a turnover, yeah. and that kind of started to open up the floodgates for Dayton. This was after Jordy had a couple of baskets early to start the second half. So his first three minutes of the second half were very impactful. Yeah, for me, you know, and I'm sure we can go back and pull the tape, but for me this this might have been Jordy's best overall game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he just he, he finished well. He, he came in commanding the ball inside. He wanted it, and when he got it, he, he finished uh, defensively. Yeah, he got in foul trouble, and he fouled out. But, but Jordy, he played. He, he had two fouls in the first half, came out. He didn't pick up a quick third. So, you know, that that's growth. He, he's learning a little bit how to play with fouls. Um, and he just was very intense tonight. I don't know what's going on. I love it. I don't know where, where it's coming from, but but he was locked in today. Well, he did get a, he did get a technical foul. <laughs> and uh, our, 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 our engineer producer here, Caleb, uh, McLeod uh, pointed out that uh, that Markel Mitchell was giving it to Jordy, and Jordy got caught saying, oh, yeah? Well, let me tell you this after Mitchell had started, and that's always the case. They're going to get the second guy. But can we be honest? Okay, Mitchell, clear, because I didn't see it. Mitchell was a little, little bit slicker about it. Jordy did it for everyone <laughs> in the arena, TV land. I he mean, barked at Oh, him. man, for, for, for a minute. I mean, he, he went at him, so, I mean. But I, but I love the intensity. You know, Jordy is really he, – he's a great young man. I talk to him actually off the court um, often. And he's just a very humble, hungry young man. And, and so I, I love to see his progression. You can see it game game in, game out. Every game, you, you can see him coming to his own. And we're going to need that getting into tournament time. You got to love big guys that want the ball. Yeah, he's active. That just want the ball, call the ball. for it, yeah. call for it, and, and, and post and repost. Not just call for it, but when they don't get the ball throw for, thrown to them, keep working to get yeah. open again. Yeah, and, and Jordy struggles with foul trouble, but let's, let's call it what it is. A lot of Jordy's fouls that he picks up, they're, they're silly fouls, but it comes from it comes from effort. It's, it's him 
going after a, a rebound that was clearly he wasn't going to get, and he'll go over the back. Or, you know, so 6'11 with a motor, you, you don't see that often. So let, let's enjoy it while he's here. You know, he may not be, you know, above the rim and, and just dominating like we would hope, but, but, but he's solid. He's solid, he's a good teammate, and, and he's getting better. Well, uh, John Tisdall standing by for a Saturday uh, news update, and uh, we'll hear that. Also, we'll hear from Coach Anthony Grant coming up later on. John Bedell will be uh, kicking off flyer feedback at the bottom of the hour at 6.30 as we continue. Again, our final score is Dayton 67 and Rhode Island 56. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And we're back at the UD Arena. Larry Hanskin here with the Dayton Flyers defeat Rhode Island 67-56. to We're joined by head coach Anthony Grant. Uh, coach, coach Grant, uh, might this have been defensively, uh, overall, but certainly in the second half, might this have been one of the better performances we've seen? You know, well, I, I thought, you know, like like we talked about before the game, you know, it was going to be about, about competing, you know, and I thought our guys did a really good job of, of understanding what we needed to bring. You know, the beginning of the game, they, they got out. They got out on us early. They were able to, to get uh, some easy baskets, some second-chance opportunities. Uh, we knew coming in that they were, they were a very athletic, very physical, very fast team. And so uh, I thought our guys, uh, you know, after about the first 10 minutes, I thought we were able to match it. And uh, the second half, I thought the cumulative effect of, of doing that on a consistent basis kind of played in our favor. So, you know, great, great win, great way to close out the month of, uh, of, of uh, January. And, uh, you know, we got a quick turnaround here for Tuesday, but we'll enjoy this one uh, here today. Well, you got great uh, ball games out of your seniors. Uh, Jordy Shimaga inside, Ibby Watson shooting the ball, and, and Jalen Crutcher again. Uh, you know, maybe he didn't have these gaudy numbers like at St. Louis, but it, it appeared to, to Brooks and I that that he controlled this second half from about the ten minute mark on, tempo wise, just getting teammates involved. He was in charge. Yeah, I, I thought you know, just we we talk a lot about you know understanding how to play to our strengths and and, and helping each other do that. You know, like I said, you know, I think, um, you know, just as we approach February, you know, guys are understanding better, you know, not that we're a finished product by any means, but guys are understanding better, you know, what they need to do and what they're capable of and understanding that we, we've played, uh, you know, some, some pretty consistent uh, lineups in terms of guys understanding what will be required game in and game out. So, so uh, you know, I thought, as you mentioned, the seniors, uh, they led us today. You know, and then we had some great efforts across the board with the guys that, that, that were able to contribute. And, uh, you know, thankfully it was enough today to be able to get the win. You know, you, you always talk about the rebounding has to be something that everybody does, not just your bigs. And, and, and you look at the final numbers, and it was, it was everybody. Everybody got yeah. on the action. Yeah, you know, they, they, uh, they, they kind of rebounded today in spurts. You know, we knew they were long and athletic. I think in the second half they had one possession where they got maybe four offensive rebounds. I think in the second half they may have had, had seven. In the first half they had six. Uh, you know, never, never want to see that. But I look at the, at the end of it, and they came into the game with, I think, a plus 10 rebounding advantage on their opponents. And uh, we were able to, to even that out today. Uh, I think we, 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 we both had 35 rebounds today. Uh, so we were able to neutralize some of that 
And uh, I thought the rebounding, as you mentioned, when we when we do it by committee, you know, that allows us to get out and play in transition. You know, and I, I thought that allowed us to to maybe build a little bit of a lead there in the second half. But uh, yeah, I thought it was a great great team effort, understanding. You know, the rebounding part of it was going to be a, a big part of it, the game within the game, so to speak. And uh, the guys did a good job of that. One final question for you, Coach, and it was just under the nine-minute mark. Uh, we commented it might have been the best offensive possession we've seen all season where everybody touched the ball at least once. The ball moved. It went inside. It went outside. Yeah. It went left to yeah. right. And Jalen yeah. hits the three. And, and, and I tell you what, I wish 13,005 would have been here because they had gone crazy. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Great offensive possession. We actually had another one in the game and we missed the shot, but it was identical uh, where the ball moved and, and guys made the extra pass. And uh, it's, it's great to see, uh, you know, guys uh, willing to be unselfish and pass up good shots for great shots. And that's what makes the game fun. And, and it's contagious when you do that as, as, a, as a player. All right, Coach, we'll let you go. Enjoy this one, and we'll talk to you Tuesday okay. in Pittsburgh. All right, appreciate it. Go Flyers. All right, that is uh, Coach Anthony Grant as uh, Dayton uh, defeats Rhode Island 67-56. to We're going to get back uh, to our studios here. John Tisdall has got to finish up that newscast, and then we'll continue with more uh, flyer feedback coming up right around the corner as well. Final score, Dayton 67 and Rhode Island 56. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And Larry Hanskin and Brooks Hall are back here uh, in the uh, UD Arena where the uh, Dayton Flyers uh, d- defeat Rhode Island here uh, today by the final of uh, 67 to 53. And um, it was a, you know, a good solid effort up and down and, and Dayton improving now to 10 and 4 overall, 6 and 3 in the A10, Rhode Island now 9 and 9 overall and they fall to 6 and 5 in A10 play. And, and, and I think in many ways uh, Brooks, uh, you know, this is a you know, this is a Dayton team that we're still scratching our head about at times. I mean, obviously we feel pretty good about this and why not? Because uh, we saw an awful lot of good things out there. But uh, but again, you know, you just, you know, we've seen this this team play very badly as well, and I, I don't know that I wouldn't call this team schizophrenic in that you don't know what you're going to get. I just think it's still a team that is kind of trying to find who they are, who they are, how they play. Um, you know, I, I think obviously you, you know who your go-to guys are, but um, I think I think there's some still some questions. I mean, I think other guys. I mean, Ibby. And Jalen, they are what they are. I think everyone else is still finding themselves. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. What I do think is happening, so no excuses. LaSalle, Fordham, unacceptable. We all get all that. We've been there, done that. But but what I know at that time, Coach was still tinkering with lineups. And and, and guy, I think Cobra Brea was playing a lot, and, and Moo was getting minutes in that stretch. Well, what you're starting to see is the bench is getting shorter. Yeah. And and it's, it's now, I, I think – we're starting to see who those eight are, right? Seven, eight. I, I don't. We got Zimmy coming off the bench. You've got uh, who, who am I forgetting? Is there was there like seven? I think we went seven deep today. Yeah, but I mean, it, it was because uh, Zimmy came off the bench, and then we saw a little one. bit of Moo, and we saw a little bit of Kobe. But just that was in oh, the first that half. Well, well, then in it, the second half, it was six men. So, so then that's what we're going to see. Then, but yeah, so it's, we're even down to you're going to see that six man rotation um, with depending on how the game plays. You might see Mood thrown in there, Kobe thrown in for a couple minutes, but it's going to be 
because it's winning time. I mean, it's time to you got your guys. You, you need to start letting them build all the chemistry because if you're really trying to make a, a tournament run, you know, win the A-10, and that's our only chance getting into the NCAAs because of those two bad losses, you, you got to go with the guys who, towards the end of the season, who can get you there. I think R.J. Blakeney is, Blake. is a yeah. guy, you know, obviously he was injured and not even able to suit up at St. Louis. He was available today, did not play. But I, but I think he's shown me at times that he can be impactful. And yes. you know what? And Moo has shown at times, Kobe, is, uh, Bray has shown at times, I, I just don't think that they're a given where you can just, uh, at a, you know, those substitutions that you see a coach make that there's no decision made. Yeah. It's like, oh, second foul, okay, go in. Yeah. You know, I, I think they're still learning, okay, who can we put in and what is going to happen? What are we going to get out of uh, out of that uh, substitution? And then so, you know, if if, if R.J. can develop a little bit and, and if you can get spot performances out of Moose, spot performances out of, out of Kobe, remember, Rodney Chapman's going to come back. That's another, yeah. He's, yeah. You, know, That's he's, he's, you know, it's a question of, of when is he going to be available the last game of the season, last two weeks of the season, you know, it remains to be seen. But let's just say he's able to come back for the final two weeks of the season, which you've got a game at St. Bonaventure, who right now is first place team in the league, home finale against VCU, which uh, we know what that means. And then you got the A-10 tournament and hopefully basketball after that. So um, I, 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 I see this tight rotation now. I, I don't know that, you know, the I don't know that the moves and the – and the Kobe's and, and the RJ's are just complete non-factors. I just think that right now you're seeing who the coaching staff feels comfortable with, and who's starting to feel comfortable with each other. No, yeah. So when I say yeah, they're they're not non-factors. They are what you're getting at is what I was saying. They're situational subs. They're they're yeah. not going to be in the core rotation. We see that they've they've played their way out of that. So so coach gave them chances. Mm-hmm. They were they, they gave them a stretch, but but at the end of the day. You, you, and it's no knock to them. They still, they're still learning how to defend and all that, right? But so, so coach did a good job of, of getting them minutes, uh, giving them opportunity to learn, and and now we're to winning time of the season, right? So, so now you 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 go to the bench, you applaud your teammates, be ready when you're called upon, because you will get called upon. Jordy's going to be in foul trouble, right? Somebody's going to need Brea's going to get called, so be ready because that's that's now your role. And then when Rodney comes back, Blakeney, I, I won't speak on because when he was healthy. He deserved minutes. I mean, he's that hustle guy, that motor guy. So whatever's going on, when he's ready to play, he's a guy that I'm comfortable saying could, could get some go minutes. Go get him. Yeah, go get him. You know, but but aside from the situational substitutions, what we saw tonight until Rodney comes back, those six guys, I, I would imagine, are going to get heavy minutes. I mean, hey, you got you got Ibby and uh, you got Ibby and Jalen getting forty. 40. They, <laughs> getting they forty. Went, they went forty again here, 40. here this afternoon. Yep, and then after that, honestly. Yeah, the other guys are going to get 30-ish. I mean, Jordy, aside from foul trouble, he probably didn't come out tonight much. No. I, mean, I mean, foul trouble is what, what sent him to the bench. So I get it, and that that's typical. Early season, mid-season, you kind of get the guys minutes, get them reps. But when you start getting towards the end of the season, you know, that bench tightens up as, as we're seeing. Omsiel, 11.7 rebounds. Sure. Did that begin, though, with the late three he hit at St. Louis. 100%. 100%. And it, that, that late three, what we're referring to, for those that may not have seen or don't know, late in the game, and Ibby Watson was shooting well. Um, late in the game, Ibby had a, uh, a mid-range jumper 
late in the shot clock on a big possession. Ibby Watson had the opportunity to shoot a 15- to 18-foot mid-range jumper. We all know that's what he does. He can knock it down. But he turned down that shot to hit a wide-open Amzil, who, who had not shot well. He made his first shot and missed his last four or five. And, and Ibby Watson showed the confidence in him, hit him. Amzil showed the confidence that he can knock it down and, and, and knocked it down. So, yeah, that absolutely shows that these guys are coming together, the trust, the chemistry. And so, come on, is it a coincidence that now he comes in here off of that high, uh, making that big shot, and then and then plays well? One of his best offensive games in, in the last few? That's not a coincidence. That that's but that's leadership. Had had Ibby turned that, you know, taken that shot on his own, and and Amzil leaves that game not playing well. Even if they win, Amzil's still struggling offensively. Maybe he carries that slump into today. You know, who knows? But that shot that Amzil was able to make and his team gets hyped for him and all that, that absolutely played a part into him bouncing back and having a good game today. Yeah, and, and Jalen Crutcher, as we, you know, he put his his footprint yeah. on this game because, uh, you know, he had two points at the half, came out and still at that point in time, I believe, just had two points, had an opportunity to get his on a little on a penetration where, you know, he, he's, he, can, he can put out that little teardrop floater, mm-hmm. but instead throws it to Ibby in the corner. And Ibby hit a, a three, which just it was it was such a dagger because uh, you know Dayton Dayton had got it out to a ten point lead and it was just kind of just sitting there. Yeah. And then he boom he hits that three and that uh, that was absolutely huge. Yeah, and that's what we're going to have to see. We're going to have to see more of that team ball. One of the best possessions of the year happened in this game. And then Coach Grant referred to there was another like possession. Um, it, it didn't touch as yeah, many Jay, hands. Yeah, Jay was just, just didn't make Jay the shot. missed the shot, and, and it didn't touch as many hands in that possession, but it was very similar in the way it played out. Extra pass, extra pass, extra pass. He just missed a shot. You know, so, so now starting to see some of those things. You know, We were used to that last year. That team moved that basketball and always made the extra pass, and it was this team was slow to get there, but, man, we're not there yet to where that's that's us. You know, That's a consistent thing, but, but we saw it a couple times today, and so that's a beautiful sign moving forward. Well, and, and two guys who weren't here last year, uh, I'm Seelan Weaver, they were part of that. So yeah. for them to now say, okay, yeah, I like this. Let's play this way yeah. and, 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 and embrace it more than just theory, more than just, okay, here's what we've been taught in practice. Here's what we went over in meetings. Here's, the, you know, here's what we saw in film. Now they've been a part of it. They, they've done it, and now it feels good. Yeah, and, and, and let's not get carried away. Let's not get carried carried away. You know, today was a big win. We still got a lot of work to do, but man, the, the, to come from the South Fordham loss to now back-to-back wins, St. Louis, Rhode Island, man, you know, hopefully they can continue this momentum and finish strong. All right. Well, we're done talking about it, but you're not, and neither is John Bedell and Keith Walaskowski. Uh, they, along with John Tisdale, standing by for flyer feedback. The final again, Dayton 67 and Rhode Island 56. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, brought to you by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager, Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. 
Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. CareSource, with health insurance from CareSource, you're covered in kindness. Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating, make your parking lot look great again. Go to vandaliablacktop.com to see how. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers. Helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. University of Dayton Basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street in Dayton. Stop by after the game for delicious food and 24 beers on tap. Bud Light, keep it crisp with Bud Light. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. And by Flyer Spirit. Stop on over to Flyer Spirit on Brown Street and show off your Flyer pride. Go UD. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Hey, everybody. Sorry about that. Had to anchor the news and then run over here. Appreciate Larry and company for being flexible. This continues to be the most Jekyll and Hyde Dayton Flyers team in recent memory for me, maybe even for you, Flyer fans. What you're going to get from this team on a night-to-night basis seems to be a roll of the dice. But you know what, Keith Walskowski, this week, and tonight, but this week as a whole, it was all good for the Dayton Flyers. They go nab a top 25 win on the road against St. Louis. And yes, we're aware of all the circumstances the Billikens have been dealing with and the context around that with them being off for a full month because of COVID before playing that game, but that was still a really good St. Louis team you went and beat at their place. Jalen Crutcher is now a majority owner of the St. Louis basketball program. It's true. We checked it out. Uh, And then, Keith, today you go and handle a decent Rhode Island team, and you beat them by 11 at home. And Jalen Crutcher, again, doing Jalen Crutcher things. Maybe not those uh, gaudy offensive numbers that we might have seen on Tuesday night against the Billikens, but he just flat out controlled this game in the second half, Keith. Yeah, he really did. And, you know, again, to circle back to some of your comments um, about the entire week, uh, especially after what happened at VCU, to be able to rebound. Obviously, you knew you'd come back a little bit. But, you know, this team continues to show um, there's really not there's really not a lot of quit. Uh, it may not be the prettiest thing. It may not be what we're used to. Um, but but they're fighters, and uh, I, I think they showed that earlier this week uh, against St. Louis. Um, you know, nobody else needs to know what's going on with St. Louis. We know they're a tough team. It doesn't matter to anybody else that they haven't played in a month and a half. Uh, because again, everybody in the country is going through something in some way, shape, or form. And as soon as you let that be an excuse to let up or an excuse to let down, then it becomes a problem for your own team. And I thought we approached that game very well, uh, the same way that we approached this game very well. And, you know, we got a, had a tough stretch of games, VCU, St. Louis, Rhode Island, um, and, and more to come on, though, uh, in the future. But I, we've handled it well. 
I think. And, you know, different guys are stepping up, doing different things, and it doesn't look the same every single game for us. But, you know, we're kind of kind of figuring it out and, and growing up through the process. It's John Bedell. It's University of Dayton Athletic Hall of Famer and former Flyer, of course, Keith Walskowski. And you, dear listener, here for Flyer Feedback, which is sponsored by Flanagan's Pub and Bud Light. And our friends at Flanagan's on Stewart Street are now hiring. They're currently completing upgrades to create that same Flyer faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. Want to join the team? Apply at Dayton at gmail.com. Yeah, Keith, this was not a pretty game as it started for Dayton. A little slow out of the gate. Dayton was down five by the time the under-12 break hit with 11-31 left in the first half. Rody ended up jumping out to that 25-16 lead. Dayton pulls to within two by the time the under four rolls around, and they were in a three-point hole uh, at the break. They were down 32-29 at halftime, and certainly I think what was fair to say from what I was seeing on Twitter and just hearing from Brooks and Larry, a frustrating first half for Dayton fans because whether it was the uh, questionable is the word I'll use, non-goaltending call against Jalen Crutcher, or his buzzer beater that for a second was a buzzer beater and then ended up after review, Keith, they... The refs overturned that because the ball was still in his hands as the uh, buzzer sounded at the at the halftime break. Uh, a, a frustrating half for Dayton fans. So let's just look at the first half and compartmentalize that for a second, Keith. What what was it about that first half that you noticed and why it was so frustrating maybe for Dayton fans to have to watch that? Well, it, it was frustrating because it started to look like the same things that we struggle with were rearing their ugly heads again couple offensive rebounds, a couple stupid turnovers, a couple of, uh, you know, I don't want to say what are we doing on offense, but you got to give credit to Rhode Island for their game plan. Um, you know, some token pressure making us eating up clock. Next thing you know, we're only getting into our offense with 15, 18 seconds to go and the shot clock and, and not necessarily exploring a whole bunch of options. Um, you know, some Jordy foul trouble again. And you know, I, even myself for one of them was like, uh-oh, here we go again. Like, this is this is bad stuff. But again, to our guys' credit, it, it, they didn't let it get out of hand. They they shorted up, uh, tightened things up, stopped turning the ball over, uh, controlled the glass a little bit, didn't let the game get out of hand. And we're only down three at the end of the first half. So you got to give them credit for, for staying in the game. Um, and then obviously made some adjustments at halftime to, to – come out the way they did and and do the things that that they did in the second half, win the second half by 14 points. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was noticeable in the second half because they come out of the gate and just blow Rhode Island's doors off. I mean, Dayton opens the half on a 13-0 run. uh, And then Rhode Island, defensively too, Keith, Dayton was giving Rhodey fits because the Rams did not score their first points of the second half until – they were almost a full seven minutes into it. With 13.33 left, Dayton's up 12, and the Rams finally notched their first points of the second half, and it's a free throw. They had not hit a field goal to that point yet, and then the Dayton lead ballooned to as big as 16 at one point, and then they end up with this 11-point win. So just a totally different uh, a flip of the script in that second half. Keith, what, what changed for you in that second frame? Well, I think you, you look at, especially looking at the final stats, um, we only had, we only had six turnovers, eight turnovers, something like that. Single digit turnover, single digit offensive rebounds that we gave up. And those have been two key issues for us, 
especially in games that we've lost, but areas that we struggle that either keep other teams in games or, um, you know, just a, just a frustrating, ugly part of our game that when we're playing down to the competition, things that, that we're doing. So we, we took care of the basketball. Um, obviously we controlled the glass. We didn't give Rhode Island hardly anything in the second half and they just, they, they fought. We, we shared the ball. I mean, there was a possession, um, obviously watching from home, given that's what we're able to do now or have to do now. Um, you know, I rewound it like three, four times. I think I counted five extra passes, uh, on the one possession where we gave up a good shot for a better shot for another better shot, for another better shot until we end up with Jalen Crutcher wide open for three and just jubilation from the bench. And it wasn't, it wasn't excitement because, hey, we made a three. It was excitement because like five guys uh, and a couple of them twice in the same possession made extra passes or made just a good team effort play. And it, just those little things show show that guys are buying into the system. They're buying into... Uh, the offense, they're buying into the defense, they're buying into uh, just the team game. And um, when guys get hyped like that and they they really start to get happy for their teammates, things really start to go well for us. Yeah, and on the turnover point you made, Keith, nine, you were right, single digits for okay. Dayton, which I'm almost positive. I don't, I don't have to go back and look. I'm almost positive that is the first time this season they've had – single-digit turnovers, that they have held their turnovers to to under 10. I mean, I we know, if you follow this team, how mightily they've struggled taking care of the ball this year. That's, well, we'll have to go back and double-check for sure, but I'm almost positive, Keith, that is the first time all year, now that we're, uh, you know, close to 15 games into this season, we're actually 14 on the nose right now, uh, into this season, um, that they've, taking care of the ball like that. So that was encouraging for once. And, you know, it's it's a confusing team to follow this year, Keith, because, and it's it is, and you and I were talking before the game that, you know, you don't know what to expect from night to night because they've been so Jekyll and Hyde. And it's not confusing because you don't know what the floor or the ceiling is. Keith, it's more confusing because we do know what the floor and what the ceiling <laughs> is for this team. We've seen both. We've seen them go out and, and handle a really good St. Louis team. And we've also seen the same Dayton team uh, we've seen the floor, which is they go out and have zero you-know-what's left to give, like not a one, and they get they lose to the to cellar dwellers like like Fordham and LaSalle. You, but tonight, again, you know the pendulum swings, stays back towards the good end of that spectrum, and they go out and beat a decent, I'm not, I'm not top 25 by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a decent Rhode Island team, and you come out and, you know, have a little bit of a struggle bus first half, and then you just shellac them in the second half yeah you know they've they've again they're doing they're doing the right things they didn't let things uh get out of control you know they didn't they didn't have any really just stupid turnovers right where we just missed a guy on a reversal pass and threw the ball out of bounds I don't know if we had any um you know we've had games where we've uh charged like three times, four times, just running guys over, being a little extra, being a little extra selfish. And, and not in a, not to say that these guys are, are selfish basketball players, but they occasionally will make some selfish basketball plays. And I don't think we did that tonight. And it's just been, I don't know, their, their, their effort, their execution has been 
like you say, it's volatile. You sometimes you get everything, sometimes you get nothing, and and you can't figure it out. And I don't know. I've almost kind of at times I want to. I, I think they play to the level of the competition. Um, you know, it, it, what is if it's perceived that we're playing a good team, we're going to come out with a good effort. If we're it's perceived that we're playing a bad team that we should win on paper, then we come out like we've already won this game or we're going to win this game. And, and obviously it doesn't work out that way for us. And I don't, I don't think we have the talent um, and experience on this team top to bottom to be able to do that yet. Um, Not that we're constantly want to talk about last year compared to last year, but you know, last year we could get away with not having our best effort and the talent was still there that we were going to be better than the other team this year. This year, that's not the case. We, we've got guys that have to play with effort and execute on some plays because they're not necessarily good enough um, to just overcome everything. Now, some of these guys will, will gain the experience, and I hope to get to that point. And I, I'm hoping this is just kind of the growing pain years that we go through in two, three years from now you know, we're good. And we're, oh, how bad were those? Well, these guys got experience because they've gone through all this stuff. They've struggled and they've, they've figured out what to do, how to handle it um, and, and gained the experience. But, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's tough as a fan. It's tough and it's frustrating. Um, you know, as a, when you're on the inside of those teams, it, there's nothing really that's changing, right? You're working every day. You're going to practice. You're coming up with a scouting report. You're trying to follow everything that you do um, within the team. There's nothing that's changing. It's just kind of what we see on the floor seems to be different. Yeah, and I asked Anthony about the Jekyll and Hyde dynamic when we had his availability on Thursday over Zoom, and he essentially said, yeah, look, uh, uh, that, that he knows that they're struggling with consistency, and I, I said, as an outsider, it just seems very Jekyll and Hyde. He said, I know, I know how you can say that as an out, as an outsider looking in and that there's there's less consistency than probably our fans would want to see, too. But I think really, Keith, and I've, I didn't couch it this way on Thursday with Anthony when I got a chance to talk to him, but I've kind of thought since that it's essentially, and I don't mean to oversimplify it, it's, it's like you said, the margin for error this year is just smaller than it was last year because last year's team that that super team season of dreams and all these things they could get away with last year winning games when they didn't have their best effort because the margin of error was just that wide for that team you know they're like the golden state warriors the kansas city chiefs pick your analogy you have very little room for error if you're going against those teams well last year very few teams many many teams had very little room for error against the dayton flyers and uh, this year, we're just seeing this Dayton team have less of a room for error on their own, that they're not winning games without their best effort so far this year, as we've seen right. the season and, kind of ebb and flow. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think last year, we were really, really good on defense. And obviously, we had some really explosive offensive weapons as well. And... This year, you know, I got to give our guys credit because every time, you know, every time you look at the scoreboard, you know, teams are only in the 60s, right? They're not giving up 70 points uh, all that frequently. The defense is there. We just don't have the explosive offensive weapons, right? Jalen Crutcher is is Jalen Crutcher. But, and you have Ibby Watson that's, you know, a dynamic, he, he can be a dynamic scorer. 
um, you know, a deadly shooter when he's on, but you don't have, you don't have the bailout guys, right? Like Jordy's good for a couple of points. Zimmy might be good for a couple of points. Elijah, the same way, but you don't have, like teams can really key in and focus on Jalen Crutcher, which is even more of a testament to what he's doing this year because got teams will key in and do that to him. And next thing you know, he's putting up 25 and 30 points and, uh, you know, they're naming the, they're naming the arena after him on Wikipedia. Um, but we just don't, we don't have all of that this year. And that that's why it's, I, I think we're just trying to, we're struggling to find a consistent identity on offense. Defense, it's, it's kind of there, but offense, it's, a little tough yep. uh, day in, day out. Well, they had it tonight, 67-56, date yep. an 11-point winner. It's John Bedell, Keith Walskowski, and you here for Flyer Feedback, the home stretch of it on the other side of this break. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Call with your questions and comments now, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Might not have been the most complete win, but it was a darn impressive one. Dayton 67, Rhode Island 56. The 11-point win gets your Dayton Flyers to 10-4 and on the year, 6-3 and in the Atlantic 10. It's John Bedell, it's former Flyer and UD Athletic Hall of Famer Keith Wallace-Kowski, and you here for Flyer Feedback coming to you live from our Dayton studios after this Dayton win. Flyer Feedback is sponsored by Flanagan's Pub and Bud Light. Flanagan's on Stewart Street is now hiring. They're currently completing upgrades to create that same Flyer faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. Want to join the team? Apply at flanagansdayton at gmail.com. Keith Walskowski, it's been a heck of an up and down year for this Dayton Flyers team. As we talked about uh, in the last segment, it might be as simplistic as, look, this team with the uh, looking back through the lens at last year of the season of dreams, this Dayton Flyers edition, the addition of this Dayton Flyers team, I think simply just has less room for error than last year's squad did. Last year, Obi Toppin and Mike Sell and Landers and Crutcher and company could get away with winning a whole lot of games where they might not have had their best effort. Uh, this year, that's not quite as true, which might help explain some of the ebbs and flows we've seen of this year. But, you know, Keith, tonight and really all week, it's been all good. All that aside, it has been all good for Dayton this week, getting the win at St. Louis on Tuesday night and then coming home to take care of this Rhode Island team with an 11-point win. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the, the VCU, obviously, uh, that's a blemish and that, and that hurts. I wonder what would have happened in that game. VCU always plays tough, but, you know, I kind of mentioned it before. VCU's game before – they gave up uh, a 15-point halftime lead and just got drilled in the second half. And then they had a couple of practice days to think about it. And, you know, those practices are not fun because the coach is basically just killing you day or day in, day out, you know, two, three hours every day. We're not coming out with efforts like that. And we were the unfortunate recipient of a, a buzzsaw. And so I kind of... I kind of saw that one coming, not uh, nothing against our guys. I was hoping it wouldn't be that bad, but you knew you were going to get an extra effort from VCU uh, coming out of that game. And, you know, that was, that was tough, but again, it's a learning experience too, because that's, you know, that's conference basketball. You want to be the best. You want to win champions 
uh, championships, you're going to have to come out with, with efforts like that every single night. And, you know, it's, it, it doesn't get any easier. Now we have, uh, now we go on the road to Duquesne for a late Tuesday game. Um, I'm not sure there was word that potentially they would play that in their new renovated arena. They have said um, that officially. So you're going to play in the renovated, uh, it's the, it used to be the Palumbo center. It's like the UPMC, okay. uh, pavilion or something like that they've changed the name since they've renovated it looks nice it looks okay. like an actual college basketball arena now instead of a high school yeah gym. well that's that's good because you know my point was going to be it's setting up when you go to play at a different university it's not even duquesne it's going to feel like uh it's going to feel like an unofficial scrimmage type of deal late on a tuesday night like that's you know that's not necessarily the the recipe for success for us so hopefully we just you know duquesne's going to come with effort they always do um, whether or not they make shots is a whole nother story, but you know, we're going to have to, we're going to have to gear up, be ready for them and put together another effort to, to grab a road win, even though the, you know, it feels weird to talk about a road win with no fans or anything like that, but, um, still going to require an effort. Yep. And that, that effort, I think is why it's, it's kind of frustrating Keith and why Dayton fans have to grit their teeth because the VCU games, the outlier, but there are a handful of possessions with the SMU LaSalle and Fordham losses from being 13 and one, but they're not, they are. 10 and 4, 6 and 3 and 8 10 play and uh we'll see where the rest of the season goes but as i mentioned it was all good for you this week flyer fans so just enjoy it we had a couple of fun times to watch the Dayton Flyers in a row consecutively this year so enjoy it that's going to do it for us one more time Dayton winners 67 56 our next game is tuesday the bud light pregame show starts at 8:30 yes get your naps Dayton Flyers fans Larry has the call at 9, so we'll see you on the radio Tuesday night. Until then, for my Hall of Fame partner, Keith Walskowski, I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening, everybody. Stay well and go Flyers. WHIO Dayton, WHIO FM, Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station from the CJSHeatingAndAir.com studios. You call, we come, it's fixed.